Facts. Welcome to the program, sir. JBK on air, episode 34, featuring an up-and-coming MC from Fishers. Uh, Facts, welcome, man. Uh, thanks so much for making some time to promote your upcoming album coming out this week, man. Is that right? Yeah, it drops Friday. It's uh, it's just a blessing. Like, I, I, this is the most excited I've ever been for a project. Um, this is the most energy and just all around focus uh me and Russ have put into an album and it's uh right. just can't wait for the world to hear it honestly you mentioned Russ who we've had on the program before Russ Collins uh, former football player who that's the context that I knew him uh back at UND but um tell me about like what inspired you to to start rapping it's kind of a wild story like I grew up in church but at house parties, I would like freestyle, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, people told me, friends told me, like, you should take this serious. Like, you just fooling around, but you're better than, like, people that take this serious. So at first, I was like, no, I'd never be a rapper. Like, I just, <laughs> I was, like, my heroes were sports guys, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't have any rap heroes. <laughs> yeah. And um, But once I started to take it serious, it just... I feel like the game chose me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair, man. Who would you say, like, if you could throw a comparison out there, who who influenced your style? Definitely Outkast. Okay. Andre 3000, one of my favorite MCs of all time. Um, Kanye, definitely. Uh, Lil Wayne, definitely. And uh, MF Doom. Okay. Do you like? Do you incorporate curse words, or do you remain a clean rapper? Because some some guys really want to remain clean in their messaging. Nah, uh, actually, mine is. I'll curse here and there, but mostly it's okay. it's pretty clean. But it that's just like I'm not trying to do it. I just happen to like rap cleanly. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. uh, if you talk to me on the street, like I'm. I'm cursing way more, <laughs> but uh, it's just, it's like art. It's, it's just my art and my art is more clean and more just vivid and, and simple, right. easy to get, but uh, relatable. Well, and, and your performance name, Facts, uh, F-A-C-T-S. Do you want to explain what the significance of that is uh, and what it stands for? Yeah, uh, Facts stands for Father Always Controls the Situation. And at first, my name was Afax, which is Alfonso's Facts, which uh, meant all my friends told me, like, I was the best friend they had. Like, I never gave them the wrong information. I always looked out for them, so they called me Facts. And um, they're in it, like, people, I would tell people my name was Afax, and they'd be like, Ajax? Like, they would just say everything, <laughs> but, <laughs> everything yeah. but him. Um, two of my friends, Zig and Adrian, told me, like, you should just think about just facts just straight be facts and then i was right. that but then soundcloud all that stuff there's a lot of facts out there so it made me have to abbreviate it and it was it's like father always controls the situation because it's just like right. i just been living through this movie as far as this music is concerned and it's just been like blessing and blessing and just different uh yeah. <laughs> obstacles um brought by god i feel it kind of reminds that story sort of reminded me of uh, the social network. I don't know if you've seen that movie when they're sitting at the table and they're like, drop the, the just, just Facebook. 
you know, like um, how much of that? I mean, I feel like when you're when you're branding yourself as an, as an MC and an entertainer, uh, simplicity is kind of the, the best course of action, especially when it comes to your name and what you're trying to promote. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Do you agree with that in your experience, man? Yeah, most definitely. Like, and being from Indiana, right. like, where it's, you can't, there's not much to talk about. Like, as far as, like, I'm not from New York, I can't talk about, oh, this is Naptown where nothing goes on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So, right. I just talk about my life experiences, and um, that's just how I am as a person. Like, I don't like repeating myself. I don't like explaining myself. It's like, I just, I just want to say it to you one time so you can, you can understand it and get it and film it. Yeah. Well, and I can remember seeing a documentary on uh, Little Wayne, and it surprised me that he recorded a tape of 10,000 bars, I believe was what he called it. He got rid of all of his written material. Are you one of those people that it's just improvised off the top of your head, or do you have to write it down on paper? I'll definitely write. I definitely write. But yeah. I do have a story like that. Um, I had a a group that was like me, producer, engineer, and uh, like a guy that did our arts and graphics and we were called Peace of Mind. And when we broke up, I did all my recording at Asthma Studios. Right. And then after we broke up, like I just left all my music there. I had over like 500 songs there. Like all my, <laughs> like all my music was there, but I was like, no, I'm not that anymore. Like I'm a whole new person now. So everything I make from now on is really gonna paint me in a better, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's really who I am now. It's like, I'm not who I was saying their names on a track. <laughs> yeah, allow me to reintroduce myself. <laughs> yeah, really. yeah. Like, and yeah. it was just me on my dolo, open mics and just trying to get in where I could fit in. And um, yeah, Russ came along. <laughs> well, I'd see the one, the earliest rapper that I can remember growing up and people kind of being like, this guy's pretty good. It's Eminem. You know, he was like the lower middle-class white dude that every, that every kid listened to. <laughs> How much of like Eminem did you listen to? Did you listen to any of them growing up? Um, I listened to Eminem. Like I grew up, I'm 36. So I yeah. grew up, like I was like renegade. Like that's my favorite Eminem verse of all time, him and Hope. Um, it was just, I listened to him more once I started, like, rapping. You know what I'm saying? Just for, like, knowledge and just style and just to learn. Like, I listened to him more when I started rapping than, like, before I was. Yeah. Well, and for me, like, M's angry. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, he's frustrated at everything. And I understand being from Detroit, like, it's not easy. But I, I guess what I'm saying is, like, did you ever have an eight-mile situation? where you had to stand in front of the dude and like insult him, you know, head to head. Did you ever do one of those things? Uh, and it, mine was broad ripple. <laughs> oh goodness. Okay. Back in those days, like the 2000, uh, basically before 2010, they had dudes on the streets playing the drums and there would be surfers all down the block, like all throughout broad ripple. And then before I was rapping, it would just be some like partying, just hopping a cipher. But once I started rapping, it was like, yo, they, they, they coming at me. They telling me to rap. They tell me friends, oh, you kill him or kill him. Or, or somebody say they go kill me. And it's like, uh, yeah. okay, this is like, I come from a sports background. So it's like, all right, this is just, it's time to compete. Like lights is showtime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I keep referencing all these things, but it, it was a good, 
comparison, uh, the 30 for 30 that talks about players being broke and stuff. <laughs> One thing that they talk about is like rappers want to be ballers and ballers want to be rappers. Do you, do you agree with that sentiment there? I mean, uh, Look at the names. Look at the look at right. all the rappers that, that that have basketball backgrounds. Look at all the basketball players that love rap or that want to rap. Like it's it's proof yeah. is in the pudding. Like who's the best <laughs> NBA player as an MC? I mean, Damian Lillard probably. He, he's the guy that's probably put out the most. Yeah. I would say Damian Lillard, but yeah. I would really have to give it to Shaq because Shaq, Shaq, like he had songs with Biggie. I think he had a song with Michael. Like. <laughs> i don't think dame's won platinum yet you know what i'm saying yeah well I mean, it, it's like like a cultural cultural effect aspect like Shaq. but as far as like lyrical miracle you know yeah dame i mean Shaq's still doing the gold bond commercials man he's still around he's he's still getting the residual check man you know but um and two you know another guy that we were dealing with uh, in Indiana, both collegiately and for the Pacers a while, uh, was Victor Oladipo, <laughs> you know, going from <laughs> being like a basketball player to uh, the mass singer, you know. Do you think that... You got skills, um, too. <laughs> huh? What? I said he can really sing, too. Oh, he can't. He can't. Oh. No, it's it's no lie. I think that... Um, <laughs> I think that a lot of, like being famous now to to a lot of players is they have to be the man and they have to brand themselves and I think that's a little disappointing from a sports aspect just because like it is a team game you do have to work with four other dudes on the court so and and just seeing all the superstars before them like AI didn't have to try to tell you oh I'm a superstar like don't forget like I'm the one no their game your game, your style, your actual, how good you are made you a star. It's like, it's not like, oh, I got to get a publicist. I got to get somebody tell me what to wear. It's like, nah, either you are or you're not. <laughs> well, let's see, talking about like rap culture permeating into the NBA, I, looking at the way Allen Iverson was covered back then, you would have thought he was a thug the way that, he, that they were portraying him. But after AI, every player was wearing cornrows. They were getting more tattoos. Like, he was the sacrificial lamb for the rest of the NBA, right? And yeah. now we in the world. Now the world is like you see people in with corporate jobs with tattoos or piercings. It's like right. it's still acceptable now, but he had to take all the all the arrows and whoopings, and he just had to catch catch all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, going back to like growing up and and being in school facts, did you? Do you have any interest in like poetry or doing slam poetry? Anything of that sort? No. Oh, like I was in high school, I was only worried about basketball. And I didn't even play for the team. I like played like just YMCA leagues. <laughs> right. It's like it was my love though. Like I um I did start writing poetry when I was like 22. And it was just like it came out of nowhere. I was writing poetry just in my phone, like wherever I was and I wasn't trying to perform. It was just for like meditating or something. It was just for me. Mm -hmm. And um, then like after like my 20th poem or 30th poem, like I couldn't stop rhyming. (laughs) Like it was weird. And I was like, man, do I gotta like rap now? (laughs) Like, cause I can't stop rhyming. And now here we are. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and you know, if somebody wanted to get started, I guess SoundCloud is that still the best avenue to get going and put your tracks out there? I say Bandcamp because Bandcamp you can control, you can see everything, everybody that's that's um, that's buying stuff for you, uh, your your uh, demographic, like, and it's free. Uh, SoundCloud yeah. starts to charge. You can only put so much music on there for the <laughs> tapping yeah. you. It's like it's uh, uh, um nah. You know, with all the rappers that we've talked about, this year's Super Bowl, man, phenomenal <laughs> from from start to finish. Like that was my childhood, pretty much. All the rappers that I grew up with. What What did you think of this year's Super Bowl? It was It was amazing. Like it made yeah. me feel like, yo, life is so negative right now as far as the world. Like this is something like. Yeah joyful like it was it was like a present it was like yo like it it probably made everybody feel like a kid even if you were a kid it was just like this is a special moment and then even after it it's still it's just like yo 10 years from now 20 years from now it's gonna be like wow and then what if punk wouldn't have died he would have you know what i'm saying like it's just like (laughs) yeah you just thinking about so much stuff because like yo that's really snoop like Wow, he's been around. Forever. I didn't think about that either. You you were kind of paying homage to Tupac and Biggie, guys that didn't get to see 30 years old, which is weird to think. Now that I'm getting to where their age is, I'm like, I've outlived Tupac. Oh my God. You know? Like it's a moment. Cause what Biggie died 24 and Pog yeah. died 25, I want to say. Mm-hmm. That's that's insane. Like, like when I was those ages, I was like. I'm a child. Like they were, wow. They still haven't found who killed Tupac, which is which is crap. Like we're we're not getting into conspiracy theories, but the dude, the dude got shot outside of a Tyson fight. Like how do you not find, you know, the person? And he's still putting out new content somehow. You know, we're finding new Tupac songs every day. So and that was wild to me. Like his work ethic was, it's something that really stuck with me because my team would tell me my first team would tell me to uh like slow down they'd be like no you're writing too much like slow down you you recording too much you're doing too much and it's like yo this is like my speed though like i don't know i don't know that i'm going fast but then i saw the um the Pac resurrection documentary and they're like yo he was he was recording like he knew he was gonna die he was recording like he like there was no tomorrow and it's like that's that's just naturally how mine was so it was like i i really gravitated for the him still having music or just the amount of music that he did. Cause it's like, yeah, you can do it. <laughs> well, and the guy that um, has taught me a lot and has made me feel more confident. I, his, his way of like having people represented on stage was so awesome. Uh, Prince, another guy with like archives of stuff. Uh, we're going to have albums for the next 30 years from that guy with how much he recorded. And a lot, I, I listened to some of your archives, man. A lot of what, uh, a lot of the beats that you're rhyming to have jazz and pop undertones in there, you know? So you're incorporating all the different kinds of music with your lyrics on top. And it's like, I'm, I'm, like I said, I grew up in church and right. I always liked R&B. So that's why I was like, I don't have a, well, I've been listening to rap since I was a little kid. Like, nah, I started <laughs> listening to rap like in eighth grade. It was my first album was Equimini. <laughs> First oh, rap I've ever heard, like, and it was ever since then I've been a fan. But it's like, nah, man, I've always been Stevie Wonder and 
90s R&B and just classic, you know, that smooth, cool make, stuff. Make it feel something. Make it feel alive. I'm all about, uh, I'm all about feeling something. You know, one, one thing that uh, I think it gets a, a bad rap, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> that, um, you know, a lot of the rap culture now with like Drake and Future, these, these mumble rappers is like, it's a lifestyle. We, we got to go to the, the club and make it rain. Like, that's not... <laughs> That's not what the genre should be. It should be a message more than an image. You know what I mean? And I think it's just a lack of uh, equality. Like everybody's saying the same thing now. It's not like right. 90s, you had Pac, but then you had a tribe called Quest. You know what I'm saying? Then you you had different areas of right. Then you had Will Smith. Like you had different rappers. And now it's just like party or drugs or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like everybody's supposed to do what they're supposed to do because this is this is just I happen to be just you know you can't even comprehend what Future's saying. He's so <laughs> lit in in the you know in the studio. Like he he said in interviews, I've been so high I don't even know what I'm saying on but some tracks. One thing about the I mean, even though he's like probably my age, but um the newer the younger generation they're off of emotion they're not off of lyrics like right. now lyrics are coming back like i'm meeting more kids they're like you know i'm trying to hear somebody really talk about something but for the most part they're just skirt skirt you know what i'm saying like they don't look like, <laughs> you know yeah make you feel good like it's it's, it's out of here <laughs> well and i think that i hate to say that travis scott might be the last guy to to make that be popular but like with what happened at his concert event I think that I think that gave people some pause. Like maybe we need to change the tone of this music to not allow that to happen again. And it's crazy because like I remember when Moshin and all that was only at like rock concerts and raves. Right. Like like rap concerts when there wasn't nobody shoving nobody like that. Like and for fun, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you do you have HBO Max? Have you gotten the? Uh, have you seen the uh, Woodstock '99 documentary yet? Where it talks about that that hellish event. Okay, so the guy that I worked with on my uh, the first season of the podcast I just wrapped up, he was there, and it was like over a hundred degrees. There wasn't bathrooms, adequate water. I mean, it was it was horrible. If anybody hasn't seen it, go go on HBO and watch that documentary. If you want to see like a concert situation go to hell quick, so. Um, I, I guess that's another uh, question I should ask you. When it comes to live performances, have you ever had a heckler or, or an issue with the crowd where you have to tone them down or something? I feel like you might. Nah, I've I've actually <laughs> it's almost been with like the host, like like the host. If the host is like a fellow MC, like I've caught a lot of hate or slack or try to overlook. You know what I'm saying and some DJs or, or some sound guys or, oh, my mic's going out when I'm performing, but when everybody else perform, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I can't, I caught stuff like that. Just like, am I tripping? Or it's like, nah, they, they hating on you real quick. Or they just kind of, you know, just playing favors, uh, favorites and stuff like that. Cause I'm the only rapper from Fisher's like right in the state. So whenever I go to shows, I'm like, not the alien, but I'm the only person you know, everybody else, <laughs> everybody else went to school with each other. And then it's like, I just popped on the scene, but you know, I'm serious though. 
something I talk about on the podcast here a lot is that, um, you know, like I went to school with Russ and I love Russ to death. He's been a big supporter of mine, but a lot of media. And I think this extends further to entertainment, what you're doing. A lot of times other people in your industry will get jealous of you. And then they try to sabotage your performance or steal material. Like it, it gets vicious. It's emotionally violent. This, this whole thing. We're, we're in the same umbrella, you know? Um, I had a manager. (laughs) I had a manager of a a well-known artist in the city uh, tell me that he, he cut my performance short. Like I was supposed to have like 10 more minutes or something. He cut my performance short because he said, I can't have you out here outshining my artist. He's like, if, if, if you were under our umbrella, like I would, you would be able to thrive, but you're, you're better than my main artist. So I can't like let you live like that. And it was like, Oh, like, like, it's, it's the hip hop scene in Indiana is, is different. Like people think it might like, what is it? Is is there one? Because that, that seems shocking to me. (laughs) Yeah. It's actually pretty big too. Like people, like there's, Trees has always been big. I can't wait for them to bring that back. But um, there's always shows, and there's there's a, a jillion rappers, a jillion talented producers. Um, we really got a scene here, but it's just not like the only just, guy that I could think of that's from here is Babyface. But he, you know, like he's more R and B. But like that's that's the big name, um, and that's the whole thing. Nobody, we haven't had nobody break through yet, and you know. I feel like it will happen here soon in, here soon in the near future, but well, with the like, JBK on air bump, man, we'll we'll see. You know, hopefully this plug will uh will elevate you. But um, you know, uh, have you ever thought about collaborating with like a local rock band? You know, like I listened to uh, Aerosmith and um, Run DMC. You know, they did a song together, incorporating like two different genres. I'm just thinking of ways you could like expand your audience you know man actually i perform with uh it's uh guitars bassist and and a, and a drummer uh they're a jam band called juice dad and um cool. we've done we've done the melody in like multiple times we've done a couple other places but uh yeah it, they're like a like a jam band but like kind of rock and i'm um mainly performing songs from harvey facts which is my first album so they're my songs, but just like with a rock, with a different yeah, twist. Yeah, yeah so cool. I'm, I'm all over the live band, man. I'm, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, my dad, um, he was an entertainer in Indianapolis for years, had a band, Church and the Enchanters. So, and, and with the pandemic, man, that, that's another thing. I think people need the live element to music now. They need to feel something. Yeah. And that was another thing. Like the last time I performed uh, with Jew's dad, some like like two different people came up to me and they were like they said i hate local artists <laughs> what <laughs> okay they hate local artists and i was just like okay. okay like i don't know how i'm supposed to take this but they're, like, <laughs> they're like our friends drug us out here like we didn't want to go out we didn't want to see anybody let alone a rapper from indiana and i was just like yo like he's just saying this right to my face <laughs> but then yeah. he was like but you blew my mind. He was like, please don't stop what you're doing. Like you're actually, like I'm so pleasantly surprised to actually hear somebody from the city 
that's actually a rapper, that's actually, you know, that that's legit. Yeah. And it was just like, yo, like, Indiana needs this way more than they even know. Yeah, I feel. They well, need and- to from here, and I think it'll be like, it'll be like what they wanted when the Super Bowl was here. Like, it was lit until it was over. But we get a superstar <laughs> machine, it's over. It's going all the way. It's different industries, but I think, you know, you're only one tape away from being discovered. And, um, you know, I was, uh, I was thinking about Lil Wayne and that's kind of how he broke through. He was, he was featured on like a ton of songs. Um, (laughs) is that just a matter of knowing the right people and getting in the studio with, with the right producer or, I mean, Um, how does that work? I would say for me, and it's funny because the album I'm talking about is coming out Friday, but until I met Russ and like this is this is my second solo. This is my third solo album, but my second solo with Russ. Okay. And um, after we did this, we were just like, "This is it!" Like, we, like a lot of I think this is really going to shake some things up. So for me, I think it's the row. If you're a real artist, you go through the ups and downs. Because I've been with a whole bunch of different producers, but me and Russ are like peanut butter yeah. and jelly. It's just like we're perfect. We're a match. You know what I'm saying? Made in heaven. So. I would say once you really find your sound, because if I would have recorded with somebody big five years ago or before us, you know, I might not have, you know, and now I'm the best lyrically and just as an artist, like artists all around than I ever been. So, and I've been doing this for like seven years serious, but like 10 years overall. So it's like, you got to put them 10,000 hours is real. Like you got to, you got to put that work in because the experience and you just, you're always learning. You'll never get done learning. So it's. That's why I do the podcast, man. When I think about my media career, uh, going back to when I was 17 in high school, you know, I'm I'm 10 years into this. So, you know, it's a matter of, uh, of still going. Um, Tell me though, I, cause I know Russ and I know he's, he's a cool cat. You know, I, I know he's got, a cool vibe about him and he knows he knows all the the beats to play how did you uh connect with him so the dance studio you went to um yeah. for our listening party i shot my first video ever there and um for their they're having a, a break dance competition or whatever and i was the the artist to perform two songs and i met russ there because i was also shooting my first video ever there and he was like man like you should link up with me. Like, um, I do, I do beats too, but I could like shoot you a video. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was like, all right, like I really didn't, you know, really pay him no mind. Cause I already had a, a director, right. but then, um, he called me to do a, a creator's lounge episode. And I came over to his crib. And after I got done with my episode, he played me like five beats and I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, so I'm like I don't have a producer because my team left, you know, so I'm like, everything you sound, everything you playing is crazy. I'm rocking with you. And then after we did, we shot the, uh, well, did we record that whole album in a month? Like something, we did something real special with that first album, but it was just, it was just a match made in heaven. And it's like, it's everything we've done since then has been my best, my best stuff, period. Yeah. Well, and it, having worked with Russ, that, that doesn't surprise me because everything I did with him was was awesome too. But when it comes to being a rapper, 
a lot of people just think about the performer and you know the the element that they play but how important is a producer to the sound of an artist because they, they kind of carry out the vision of what the artist wants to hear i mean it's like uh they give you your sound but you like meet them halfway though i feel like because this uh soul loops that's coming out friday that was all his idea he did the track list. He did the cover art. Like every, all I did was rap on it. <laughs> like, like literally, yeah. it was all he has. You know, he's says film, so everything he sees in a movie. So he's like, all right, this Soul Loops is gonna be like an uh, album you can just ride around to in like the summertime, daytime, cool, jazzy, you know, type mm-hmm. vibe. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna just go with it. And everything I wrote to it just kind of matched the vibe that he wanted. So it's, um, I think it's, yeah, I think it's both. Like, yeah, without him, I wouldn't have found myself. And he, he pushed me. He was like, I want to hear you talk about this topic, this topic, that like push yourself um, just as an artist in general. And that really, you know, took me to another level too. Yeah, man. I mean, you're only as good as the five friends that you got around you, you know, your, your surrounding cast. That's, that's so true. And I'm glad that uh, you linked up with Russ uh, the way that you did. Also, I mean, another great aspect to him, I, I want to brag on a little more is uh, he can, he can, uh, he can like do video. Like you need that skill set and to be able to post on Instagram, post on YouTube, like, combining your forces you're able to brand it however you want to in the future that's awesome he's a he's a literal one-stop shop like even the shirt (laughs) you know what i'm saying i'm gonna have to get that one by the way i'm telling you yeah Um, Yeah. but it's crazy like he everything i don't have to do anything but rap and just be an artist i don't have to go out and find these different people to do and he's great at all of them it's not like oh he just does this no he's actually dope at it too yeah no, it's uh, it's no shock to me. Um, just as far as like your your family and your your support for doing this, uh, was anybody ever like, all right, you're gonna be an MC? You know, they, why don't we try and do something a little more practical? I mean, I, I'm not trying to be offensive, but it is sort of a risk to to do this kind of career. No, um. First off, I didn't tell people I rapped until I was like three, four years in because right. I started I started in like the the 2009-2010 era where, you know, everybody got garage band, everybody's a rapper now, you know, everybody got laptops, so everybody's a rapper. So I just I had told a couple people, then they're like, Oh, you rap too? And I was like, I didn't like that response. So I I just fell back. And um my parents, I told them after like probably my third year, like I wanted to move back home. I was like, I want to put all my money into my music. I'm totally in. I got a plan. Da 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 da. And um, they're like, all right. Like so, they let me move back in. Mm-hmm. And then um, I was working with them, so that was you know cool too. But um, until I got my interview with Fox Fifty Nine, like they weren't taking me serious. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I yeah. got that. They were like, yo, because it was like you got to show me like I can't and then they old or they just see you as they son or their friend or whatever so they're like you want to do what but it's right. like no nah, this is it, it called me and I'm telling y'all this is what I'm doing so 
Well, um, you know, I, I'm I'm from media, so I, I understand uh, positive forward momentum, wanting to keep that rolling. But do you ever feel pressure to like keep producing quality stuff? Because I feel like once something comes out, then an expectation is set for you. I don't know. Um, I'm like <laughs> Kobe said it. He said nobody's expectations will ever be harder harder than or harsher than mine. So it's like that's right. My best rap is the one I was writing right before we do this interview. You know what I'm saying? Like everything, everything is better. Like this Soul Loops, best album I've ever done until my next album. And we and touched on it a little, man, but um, how would you say the sound compares in this new one to, to the other ones that you've done? Totally different. Like I've never done nothing like this. It's, it's, it's the definition of Soul Loops. Like it's a lot of samples. It's real soulful, jazzy, like, Man, I, I I wouldn't even know what to what to compare it to. Like, have you heard of um the rapper No Name? I haven't. Female, I haven't. she's a female, great female MC from uh Chicago, and she dropped her album called Telephone. I would compare it to like Telephone. It's just like okay. nice uh blue collar raps <laughs> over okay. soulful beats. Cool. I was thinking of like. I like Majid Jordan. I think he does some great tracks. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if you've heard of him, but um, I'm excited to hear it, man. Um, just as far as like a history and looking forward into the future where rap's going to go, I looked up like Rapper's Delight. <laughs> that was probably the first rap song. Uh, and then you get into Run DMC and, and Pac and Biggie as it's moved on. But how do you see rap changing in the future? I think the mumble rap era will be just its own pocket with kind of like goth rock. You know what I'm saying? Like I think, <laughs> yeah. I think mumble rap is kind of like goth rock. Like it'll, it'll always have its little lane, but I think uh, real lyricism and just being able to tell a story and just have great hooks and mm -hmm. just the skill will come back. I think the skill will rise to the top because a lot of the best MCs I know from here or just in general that I think of that are like newer are uh, real lyrical. So I think I think it'll go back towards that. I think your music, it can't, you can't, gimmicks are gonna go away. Like you can't, you just have to be straight dope, I feel, in the next um, yeah. genre, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> well, and uh, just as far as your future, we talked about it and uh, Lord knows most, star athletes have realized this uh is there some point that you're gonna leave indy and go to a new york or a california for just more expansion or are you hoping to stay in the area no no because it's happened like 10 times and they all fell through like literally like either oh, right. either i was about to leave that day like go fly out or the day before it's been really like like a movie like storybook just all over the country, Florida, New York, Cali, uh, Austin, Texas, Atlanta, just different situations where like, oh, we about to move, got this going on. And it's like, nope. Yeah. So I feel um, I feel I'm a blow from here. <laughs> just to be honest, I feel like yeah. me and licenses media really just going to just just going to blow up from here. All right, my man. Facts. Where can people uh, follow you on social media and listen to all your stuff? I'm at facts86 on Instagram and Twitter. Um, acronym facts on Facebook. 
uh, acronym facts on Spotify and Apple Music. All right. And the new album, what's what's the uh, name of it? And it's coming out Friday, correct? Soul Loops coming out Friday. But we're we're already working. We already got a couple other albums on the way. So it's just uh, it's kind of just like a little baby movement. <laughs> we're about to start with Soul Loops. I can't wait for to hear your response. Just oh hey man, I'm I'm ready to go. I'm already I'm already excited. And to hear this episode again, check out my website jbkonair.com. You can also get the podcast by searching JBK on Air. Until next time, have a great day and a better tomorrow.